Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I'll do what I do every week and just remind you that what you're about to hear today should not be considered individual investment advice, but instead just my thoughts and the firm's thoughts on what's going on with the market and the economy. If you have any questions about your individual portfolio, I would encourage you to give us a call. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive in. There was a ton going on last week, as there is most weeks, but last week we had a lot of stuff happening in the world, geopolitically. We had a lot happening in the market. We got a load of useful economic and earnings data, and we also learned a lot more about what's going on in Israel and the potential impacts of that conflict worldwide. The result was a market that was up, treasuries that were volatile, they went down, they went up. But a lot of capital is still sitting on the sidelines and investors are waiting for things to play out. So let's dive in and see what we can glean about how things are playing out. And we'll start with bank earnings. The big banks reported earnings this week, and there was a lot of discussion about what they reported. But first and foremost, I want to point out their earnings were quite good. Per the Wall Street Journal, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup combined to report $22 billion of profits this quarter. That was up more than 30% from the previous quarter. It turns out when you can write loans at higher interest rates, there is a good bit of money to be made. But what else did we learn from the banks? They are, of course, on the front lines of the economic battle. So what are they seeing? What are their expectations? Because when they set expectations, the world seems to follow. First, we have to remember that these bankers have been promising us a recession for a long, long time. In fact, it was over a year ago, it was, I think, June or July of 2022, when J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon predicted a, quote, financial hurricane, and he said it was headed our way. All of their economists were promising a recession in late 2022 and early 2023, which still hasn't arisen yet. So it shouldn't be a surprise that once again, the media was reporting that Dimon was ringing the alarm bell. The quote everyone was talking about was his statement that, This might be the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades. That's pretty spooky. Until you realize that he wasn't talking about the economy, but instead about the increasingly fraught issues happening on the world stage. We will talk more about that later. Instead, later in the call, though, J.P. Morgan announced that they had changed their base case for the economy from a mild recession in 2024 to a soft landing. The thing we've all been hoping for, but no one can confirm which is going to happen. They are now predicting economic growth all the way through 2024. Citigroup and Wells Fargo seem to be on the same bandwagon. The truth? We're not going to know it until we see it, but the economy continues to show resilience and the banks are loving it. And they've all seen a nice bump off their bottom since the beginning of the month based on these reports. The market likes to see it too. Which brings us to broader earnings. You know, we've been in a quote-unquote earnings recession for the last three quarters. An earnings recession is, well, it's kind of made up, but what it means is earnings this quarter were lower than earnings a year ago this quarter. And we've seen that now for the last three quarters. 
This quarter's earnings season has just started. Only 32 of the 500 companies in the S&P 500 have reported so far. This week, we're going to see another 52, so we'll be at roughly 17% having reported by the end of the week. We still have a really long way to go. But we can look at and begin to understand trends. We know that the current analyst estimate for the S&P 500 is that earnings will grow by 0.4%. Now, that's already up substantively from what they were saying on September 30th. So in the last 15 days, they've gone up to 0.4%. They were at minus 0.3%. That would make Q3, if we do come in at 0.4%, that would make Q3 the first quarter to see year-over-year growth since Q3 2022. But we also know, as I've talked about here on this podcast in the past, that analyst estimates tend to be very conservative. Over the last 10 years, the last 40 quarters, earnings have exceeded estimates in 37 of those 40 quarters. The only three times they have not exceeded estimates were in Q1 of 2020, Anybody remember what happened in Q1 of 2020? We shut down our economy and had COVID. And then Q3 and Q4 of 2022, last year's last two quarters of the year, and that was all on the backs of inflation. In that period of 40 quarters, the last 10 years, actual earnings have exceeded estimates by 6.6% on average. We won't know for a few weeks, but right now it looks like this earnings recession is over, and that should be a very good thing for the market. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about what's happening in Israel. It's a tragic thing that happened a week ago last Saturday. And certainly we're going to see some more tragic things happening as the Israelis look to move into Gaza to wipe out Hamas. When we talked about this last week, Hamas's attack on Israel had just happened. And we did not really know what to make of it from an economic perspective. My initial analysis on this podcast was some version of let's see what it does to the price of oil. And unsurprisingly, prices of oil have gone up. The price of WTI crude rose from just under $82 a barrel prior to the attack to just shy of $88 a barrel on Friday. A move, yeah, it was, definitely caused by this. It was not a dramatic one. Oil prices are actually still below their high that we saw in late September. I think oil will continue to be the main economic driver, the main impact felt by this conflict in the United States. And the result of that largely depends on how far the war expands. In its current state, a battle in Gaza between Hamas and Israel, the impact inside our borders are going to be fairly minimal. The bigger question is what happens if the conflict expands. There are a lot of threats bouncing back and forth across the airwaves. Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Syria, they're all threatening Israel. Israel is threatening them back. The question is how far these nations or groups will go. Since 1973, most of these Arab groups have been very willing to arm the Palestinians, but that was largely the extent of it. The question now is, will an actual broader war break out? Will Iran and Israel finally enter the ring? Which side will the Saudis pick? What will happen with Syria? A war between Israel and Iran would almost certainly mean Iran attempting to close the Strait of Hormuz. Now, that is a 90-mile stretch of ocean in the Persian Gulf and it may be the most important strait in the world. It sits between Iran and Dubai, and 30% of the world's oil production flows through that strait every single day. Now, here in the United States, we do not need Middle East oil anymore. 
In fact, we're now the world's biggest oil producer again. And we produce more oil than we consume. We are, yet again, a net exporter. But that really doesn't matter if 30% of the world's oil supply gets bottled up in the Persian Gulf. There is a reason that we have one aircraft carrier sitting off the coast of Israel, and there is one steaming that way now, the USS Gerald R. Ford and the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. The thing is, we can have all the economic growth and soft landings and positive earnings that we want, but a battle in the Persian Gulf would be very impactful, despite all the good news that's happening right now in the economy. Let's hope calmer heads prevail. We will be watching it very, very closely. We'll leave it there this week. As always, if you have any questions, any concerns, please don't hesitate to give us a call. You can reach us here at the office at 515-273-1333, or you can always visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through RTA Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.